had sessions with Tyga or with like YG. I went to YG's house once. Just, That's crazy. He's just sitting down. He's like, okay, we're working on my music video. Let's do it. Today I have Jordan Orm on the podcast. He edited videos for Justin Bieber, Roddy Rich, Tyga, G Easy, Quavo, Kalani, Sway Lee. Not only that, but his personal YouTube channel has grown to over 850,000 subscribers. Wow, that dopamine felt really good. I'm gonna keep working at that. <laughs> so yeah, you become addicted to um, success or any kind of approval that you get from other people. I had you know hundreds of thousands of people watching me on YouTube and I just got to a point where I was like, okay, this this is not making me feel better. Asking God, I was like, hey God, do you want me to just delete this YouTube channel? Like the only thing that you take with you into eternity is your relationship with Jesus. So there, get my backpack out with the hard drive and my laptop, a bunch of Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis outside, and be like, mm. random guy opened it. I had no idea who it was. I was like, hi, I'm here to edit YG's music video. <laughs> well, welcome back to the King Division podcast. Today is a very special episode. An episode that is like no other. Today I have Jordan Orm on the podcast. Jordan is a professional video editor and podcaster that has edited, video, edited videos for Justin Bieber, Roddy Rich, Tyga, g Easy, Quavo, Kalani, Sway Lee, and many more. And he's also interviewed people. He's a podcaster. He has interviewed people like Dan Mace, Colin and Samir, Kelly Wakasa, Dodford, and more. Not only that, but his personal YouTube channel has grown to over 850,000 subscribers at the time of recording this video. He is a man of many talents and most importantly, a believer in Jesus. So Jordan, thank you for coming on the podcast, brother. Of course, bro. I'm happy to be here. Dude. I'm so blessed by your presence. <laughs> Come on, bro. Dude, tell us more about what, what we need to know about Jordan Orm that your highlight reel wouldn't tell us. Tell us about your upbringing, your story. Like, if people just look at you through social media, what would they not know about you? Shoot, um, that's a great question. That's a great question. I think, um, I think first and foremost, the only the only thing you need to know about me is like Jesus is all that matters. Honestly, um, the only thing I mean, Jesus uses every little bit of your story to. Um, Get, make himself more glorified and so for me I grew up in Hawaii and I lived there till I was 10 and then I moved to Wisconsin and went all through high school there and then I moved to California I, I was a kicker in high school and so I came out to Azusa Pacific University for college and it was the only place in the country that was a Christian school that had a film program and that also had a football program at the time and they were like ncaa division two and so i was really uh i've put like so much so many hours so many dollars into trying to become the best kicker that i could and after the first year um at college i didn't have enough i, I just walked on so i didn't get a scholarship um, but apu was the place i wanted to be so i was like all right i'm gonna go for it we're just gonna make kicking my thing and I wasn't really good enough <laughs> like for lack of a better word had been my old self was just very obsessed with trying to be the best at everything and um that was like a really a really big like first failure in my life and a really humbling lesson yeah so I basically wasn't able to earn a scholarship after the first year so then I quit football which I had been doing for a long time and so I shifted my focus towards music. I 
I was really into drumming and music in high school. And, and then I also shifted my focus towards filmmaking. And yeah, man, I think my life is just, at least especially after high school, it's just a story of getting humbled over and over again. And then, you know, basically becoming unemployed because of the pandemic. So I started screaming at a camera and I was like, ah, here's some music videos. And apparently somehow by the grace of God, I ended up here. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of my story in a nutshell. But I'm, I am had a super good childhood. I was, I was very blessed. Grew up in the church. I became a Christian when I was in second grade. I feel like that was the first time I heard I was in like a private Christian school in Hawaii for a little bit. And I felt like that was the first time that I really um, understood what Jesus did for us on the cross. So yeah, I've grown up, grown up in church, but it's crazy. It's crazy. I've every year, every single season, I learned so much and I feel like I'm, I'm almost starting over at all times. So you're kind of like destroying what you're saying <laughs> yeah except he's way better than me <laughs> kicker turn youtuber bro i guess that's the way to go yes that's funny when i look at accolades or influence the reason i read your bio like i did is because people look at people on a pedestal who have influence who have achieved achieved levels of success in various aspects of life but you you're an achiever you've achieved you can say that why Jesus for you? Like after all the things you've experienced, after all the success you've achieved, why do you still follow Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think growing up, I, like you said, I've, I've always seen success or achievement as a way to gain approval from other people and to be accepted into society and to have people like me. Um, I've always been... I've always hung out with people that are older than me trying to figure out like how to make it in the world per se, whatever that means, how to make it, how to be successful. But eventually, you know, like I said, unemployed editor Jordan yelled at a camera for a little while and um, and a bunch of subscribers came in and and here we are. And I have no idea how that happened, but I feel like my relationship with God has always been more of a means to an end where it's like, okay, God, I know you're the creator of the universe and I know that you love me and that's great. And I'm going to have you over here. That's awesome. But I also want all this worldly success because that seems fun and awesome and very, very great. You know, I'll have a bunch of money. I'll be able to um, live how I want and it's going to be awesome. And so I was spending my whole life chasing that worldly success and that approval from other people because I would get it. I would get positive reinforcement all the time. Anytime I did something great, like it's like, oh, you kicked a field goal. It was a game-winning field goal. That's awesome. Everybody loved me for a Friday night at high school, and I was like, wow, that dopamine felt really good. I'm gonna keep working at that. <laughs> and so, yeah, you become addicted to um, success or any kind of approval that you get from other people. So whatever other people are telling you to do, I just wanted to do that because I want I wanted people to like me. And so I got to a point with the amount of success where it, you know, it was, it was a pretty good, a pretty good amount. Like I was, I was making a decent amount of money more than most of my friends. I had, you know, hundreds of thousands of people watching me on YouTube and I just got to a point where I was like, okay, this, this is not making me feel better. I don't 
like is even though there's a lot of human affirmation um, I can just feel in my soul that this is not what it's about and I am feeling stressed I'm feeling anxious I have more responsibility in my life I have it's just I was basically happier much happier <laughs> before than I am now and so I I realized that and I just started spending way more time with God. There were a bunch of like small key moments that in the past like two years that have really kind of turned my life around and and I started to um, really fully understand, I think, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So I just started, I mean, the first step was just starting to spend some time with Jesus regularly every day and opening up the Bible. I was, I would journal every day too and I would just like go for a walk spend 30 minutes doing that and I was feeling a bajillion times better but I was still chasing success I was still like in my prayer journal I was launching an editing course at the time I'd be like okay God help me to make X amount of money in this editing course like help help it to be successful for this reason and so I was still chasing success but I was also chasing God at the same time and I think that's when God really started to work on my heart and started to change things and he I think he brought up a few opportunities like um, one of them was working with a TikTok influencer um, named Jimmy Darts, and he would—he's kind of like the Mr. Beast of TikTok, where he goes and gives money away. And he has had a lot of like Christian TikTok friends, and so I was helping him out trying to turn his TikTok content into YouTube content because I was better at long-form editing. And so we went out, we shot a video uh, about giving away a car, and the reason that I was you know, helping him out was just to further my own career. Pretty much. That was my motivation. If you really got down to it because he was a, he was like a big deal on TikTok. And so we gave away the car. We're hanging out at this lady's house. We threw like a, a party at this lady's house, like a, a fun, wholesome pizza party, um, to give away this car and shoot the video. And afterwards, um, I was hanging out with some of his TikTok friends that were there who were also believers. And I was like, Hey bro. Um, I was, went up to this guy, his name's Frankie. He's awesome. I said, Hey bro, like, how did you become a Christian? And he said, I, you know, I grew up as a Christian. I went to YWAM and I actually got my neck healed and it was crazy. I was like, Whoa, that's so nuts. I've never seen anything like that. Come on. And then this lady walks up the owner of the house and Frankie says to her, she's like, Hey, do you, uh, do you have pain in your left knee? And she was like, yeah, I do. That's weird that you know that. And then he was like, hey, can I, can we pray for you? And then a bunch of guys went around, prayed for her. And then she like tried out her leg and um, it hurts when she goes upstairs. So she tried walking up some stairs and she was like, wow, it's like painless. Like I, I can't feel a thing. It feels great, better than ever. And I was like, what the heck was that? Like literally two minutes ago, I was like, man, I've never seen anything like that. That's cool. You you been ex- you were exposed to the radical gospel, man. People getting healed, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's so encouraging. Crazy stuff. And then her her husband came up and he had back pain and we also prayed. And he his back pain went away. And so it was it was a like crazy night. And I was like, okay, God, like this is I've never seen anything like this. I just grew up in like you know, basic white people going to church um, in Hawaii and Wisconsin, and I hadn't seen anything like that. And so wow. I think it was a definitely a faith bolstering moment. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take you like really seriously now. Little by little, God continued to work on my heart, and I realized how selfish I had been, how greedy I had been, um, how much of my time and energy and thoughts are just consumed with how can I 
make more money? How can I get more subscribers, be more successful? And I realized um, how stupid that was. Yeah, about a year ago, literally like a year ago, I was just driving home in my in my car to go film a video. I just started repenting. Like I just felt, I don't know, I just started repenting. I literally said like, I repent for being greedy. And I just started like feeling the Holy Spirit in the car as I was driving. I had like chills and I started crying and I was like, oh shoot, man. Like this is, I was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. And so I just, I started repenting and um, I just felt this weight lifted off and I, I don't know. I felt like, okay, I'm finally, like, I'm actually fully giving my life to you, Jesus. And so whatever you want, like, that's what we're going to do. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still on the journey, but I think that's, I think this past year, I really just decided like, okay, if you just look at your life, you have this life and then you have eternity. If you believe in eternity and the only thing that you take with you into eternity is your relationship with Jesus. So your relationship with Jesus is literally the only thing that matters. Everything else is absolutely worthless. I mean, it's not completely worthless, but you know, any kind of building up treasure on earth is just stupid. You know, it's, it's absolutely like, if you just think about it logically in that way, it's absolutely idiotic. And so that's, what I realized I was doing and I was like okay every moment that I'm not that I'm like spending on myself trying to increase in in some way um I should be spending just trying to get closer to Jesus like that's the only thing wow that that you're going to take with you so you may as well start doing that now and maximize the time that you have here um for his kingdom because that's the only thing that lasts so Bro, I'm just on that journey trying to constantly remind myself that. So, bro, I don't know if you had watched any of my videos before getting on the podcast, but I used to be a cessationist and then I started reading the word of God. I'm like, God still works miracles. So the fact that like you are in this house, someone gets healed. There's something about the Christian faith and this Christian thing that when you realize, no, no, no. It's more than just like emotionalism, feelings, like I'm coping with my problems and Jesus is my method to help me with that. No, this is the God of the Bible and he was alive and he was a real man and he still moves in power today. It's like, no, this thing's for real. Heaven's real, hell's real, implications on earth, what I do with my life, every, it's just power, bro. If you can sum it up, power and Jesus has power. So that is so encouraging that, that I, I think I had heard you talk about that on a reel or something. But, bro, I want to ask you a question. You're talking about storing up treasure on earth, how meaningless it is. How do you have ambi- How do you have work ethic now then? So, like, where does your work ethic come? Because you still have goals. I know you have goals. Okay, so is it just hands up, I'm done, and I'm just lazy, I'm a bum now? Where do you get that motivation now? Yeah, that's a good – I think I went through a few seasons where I was like, well, okay, nothing matters, so, like, why, why am I doing anything? I think that's a such a good question, such a good follow up. I think um, every interaction you have with anybody is a chance for God to get glory and for you to show Jesus to somebody. So um, I was even asking God, I was like, "Hey God, do you want me to just delete this YouTube channel? Like, is this just bad for me? Should I not have it?" And I felt like He really? was like, "No, you just you just have to flip it for instead of glorifying you, instead of building the kingdom of Jordan, you build the kingdom of God." And that's that's pretty much all you have to do because it's it's a platform and it's an opportunity to 
um, you know, say God bless you or say Jesus loves you at the end of a video or point them to a link where I get to share my testimony or point them to Jesus in some some way because there's so many people from all over the world that have probably never heard of Jesus's name that that watch the video. So I don't want to like push it on anybody, but I also want to say, hey, the reason I do this is like to give God glory. So I think I think that's that's motivation um, to just keep going and be consistent and keep posting, at least on my personal channel. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of scripture about just being diligent and working with your hands and, um, providing for your family. And I think like, that's, that's still my responsibility as a man is to provide for my family. And to, if I just want to take an editing job, you know, Jesus was a craftsman. He just, he built stuff. And so I'm, I'm down to be over here building videos, just being like Jesus. Come on. Um, and and get getting paid for that and providing for the family. And so Jesus spent a lot of his life not in ministry and just, you know, living a quiet, simple life. And so I think that's that's what I'm starting to tr- strive towards. And, and um, yeah, I'm also working on, I mean, this kind of answers, you know, stuff that I'm doing in the future, but I'm working on... Um, another channel where I just share about what I'm learning, what Jesus is teaching me and kind of logically defending why I'm here and talking about my testimony a little bit more in like a fun vlog cinematic way. And so I think that just straight up is saying, Hey God, this is like a little art piece for you. And if somebody hears it and watches it, um, that's great. And if not, that's also fine too. And so I think a lot of it is just, is stopping chasing is, me stopping chasing numbers and instead saying like okay i trust that you're going to provide so i'm just going to be faithful and do what you ask me to do and not worry about anything beyond that i think that's that's how my mind shifts is uh your youtube channel the jordan i think jordan kale youtube channel you made one video on there so far right yep that's the new channel i'm talking about so i have a bunch of other videos planned and i'm in the process of filming them um but yeah They'll probably be like one a month, and I'm not gonna really be on a, a tight schedule with it. It's more just a for fun. Honestly, it speaks volumes to how you still accomplish your dreams because fear is a great motivator. Uh, being chasing the approval of people, it is a great motivator, and you'll even notice that hyper successful people usually don't are feeling lack in some way, and they chase the success to fill it up. But for me, it wasn't like that. For me, it was the opposite. For me, when I when I see something that I'm supposed to live up to, it it crushes me. And it wasn't until like I got freed by the love of Jesus. It's like, no, I, I achieved perfection for you. And now I love you perfect, completely away from anything that you could ever do for me. My love is already perfect. I didn't love you because you got up and read your Bible, because you prayed for 10 people, because you built a YouTube channel at age 150. I, I loved you perfectly before all that. Some, for some reason, that makes me work harder. And I don't know what it is. It's just like it makes me work harder. You should work hard because every time you're you're not work you're not um you're not doing what god asks you to do you're basically robbing him of glory that he deserves because he deserves all the glory Come on. and i was like oh dang okay <laughs> that's all right that'll get you up in the morning um but yeah i mean i think pretty much any kind of obedience is just a response to jesus's love it's like his love is his love is perfect and so there's like the only thing you can do is praise him, give him all the glory, all the worship, everything that you possibly can because he gave it all for you. So it's just it's just returning the favor. 
So that makes perfect sense to me too. Bro, bro, okay, so this is the question that everyone is gonna wanna know. And I'm about to ask you. Be you've been a Christian, okay, this last year you began to take it more seriously, but what was it like working with like A list celebrities? You know, your editor, so you're working from home, but you know, you have interactions and I've seen on your YouTube channel you talk about certain interactions here and there. What is it like as a Christian working with these like A-list celebrities? Uh, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's uh, I don't know. I think they just when when they're approaching it, I just see it as a way to to serve them and a way to you know help execute their vision. They're just whenever they're they're coming in. Like I've had sessions with Tyga or with like YG. I went to YG's house once. And he's just that's crazy. He's just sitting down. He's like, "Okay, we're working on my music video. Let's do it." And then he like doesn't really care who I am. He's just trying to figure out his music video. So I'm I'm just there being like, "All right, dude, what do you want to do? Like, do you like this? Do you like this? Like, what do you what do you think?" And we're just figuring it out. And um, generally, they're all really nice. They're all super short too. Every celebrity is so short. I don't know. <laughs> like five, six, and below, dude. <laughs> Yeah, they're all super small, so it's super funny. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, it's definitely higher pressure because they don't have as much patience because they're you know in high demand uh, for their time. But other than that, it's 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 pretty chill. Bro, do you have any cool stories? Like, share a cool story of an interaction that obviously you just shared the YG one, but like any any other crazy stories you have? Yeah, YG was probably the craziest one. I just remember I had to like go up on Sebulveda Boulevard on all the mansions and kind of say, hey, my name's Jordan, buzz into his gated community, drive up there, get my backpack out with the hard drive and my laptop, walk up to the door, a bunch of Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis outside and be like, hi, it's me. And it's just little me, Jordan, out there. Bro, bro you some random guy opened it. I had no idea who it was. I was like, "Hi, I'm here to edit YG's music video." <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had all kinds of people there like for no like seemingly no reason. They were just kind of hanging out at his crib. It was it was a it was an interesting environment from a little Wisconsin boy like me, you know. I don't I I hadn't I hadn't done that before, but I was just there to edit his music video. I remember one time too, we had a session with Tyga. But this was at the uh, production company office, so this is just a normal edit bay. But he comes in with his bodyguard that's just ginormous, and he's like 5'5". Five, five. He's very small, and he grabs like a bag of Cheetos and starts munching. We watch the video, and he's like, all right, so I had like this guitar solo part and this bar fight, and um, they were kind of intercut, so they were going back and forth between the bar fight and the guitar solo. And... Um, but he he came in and he was like, oh no 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 guys we can't we can't do that we got to have just the bar fight and then just the guitar solo no going back and forth no intercutting none of that and I was like frick okay this is like a good 30, 45 seconds of the music video which I don't know that's like a fifth of the music video that I have to recut right now in front of him while he's just sitting behind me and so like that'll normally take you a few hours to fix just because it's you know it's a lot and. In addition to that, um, Santana was the one playing the guitar solo, and he had no idea what he was playing. So he was just playing random notes. And so I had to find certain clips that kind of looked like he was playing the right thing, but it wasn't, there wasn't any like guitar solo synced up to it or anything. I was just grabbing random clips that kind of looked like they matched. So that also takes way longer than normal. And so he's just sitting back there chilling on his phone for a little while, and I'm just like frantically 
sweat pouring down my face, like trying to edit this music video as fast as I can and then play it for him and be like, okay, is this how you want it? Dude, I mean, <laughs> and, uh, I, I we, edit we did it like I eventually. I think it took me like 45 long, minutes or something, but it should have taken way pressure, longer. pressure, dude, to edit in front of people, let alone Tyga, I bet you you were sweating bullets. Like, if this was anime, dude, it would have been a heck it's of an pre- anime yeah. ep- episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just some yeah, crazy exactly. stuff, bro. When you started creating content, it was after college. You didn't start off good. Like, no one starts off good. And then, like, there was a shift. There's probably some point in the story where you got over, like, this this huge roadblock that, like, propelled you into being successful. Do you have a moment like that that you, you want to share? Yeah. Um... It's funny. I was well in high school. I did drum covers and posted them on YouTube, and they were horrible. They were so bad. But they're on the si- They're literally on the same channel that I have everything else on. But it, they're all unlisted now. And so that was just like a good little intro to YouTube. I'm. I don't know. I probably made like twenty of those videos. Um, and then over the pandemic, basically didn't have any editing work. So I had a buddy of mine that who told me a while ago, he was like, Hey, you should talk about the videos that you make. Like when you edited like the Justin Bieber dance video or whatever, you should talk about it and post it on YouTube. And I was like, man, that's, I've did the drum covers in high school. It's so much work. I can't do that. I don't have time for that. Then the pandemic happened. Unemployed Jordan is like, all right, what am I going to do? Started making some YouTube videos. I was just in a, in a house with a, a few roommates right after college in the background the reason i made my youtube videos in the beginning black and white is because in the background we had a fish tank that was just completely lime green it was just disgusting like one of my roommates just wouldn't clean the fish tank and so i was like you know what? we're just gonna make the videos black and white so nobody can tell and so that's <laughs> that's what i did <laughs> and so i started breaking down my own music videos at first and uh pieces of content i'd basically just play the video talk about why i made certain editing choices show the timeline and everything and then after about 10 of those videos i was like what if we break down other people's music videos so then i started i did a k-pop video and i did taylor swift's look what you made me do and those were the two videos that really started to take off is when i was like oh what if I just tweak the content a little bit in this direction? And so I think that's that was really what what did it. That was the little breakthrough moment. So can you tell us what? How did the story, or how did the connection come between you and Hayden for the editing podcast? Can you tell that story? Yeah. So um, I started my YouTube channel, and Hayden actually uh, he had been editing for Logan Paul for a while at that point, probably like I don't know three to five years. And he saw my channel and he was like, oh, it's like people are watching it. I I like to talk about the psychology of editing on my channel. I don't like to do like editing tutorials. I'm not a really big tutorial guy. And there's a lot of those channels already. And so Hayden saw my channel and he was like, oh, like people are actually interested in hearing about this. I'm going to make a channel too. And so he made a channel and it's, it's amazing. He like breaks down all kinds of uh, YouTube creator stuff. He's been doing a lot more about trailers and movies and he's mm-hmm. he's such a talented editor. And then we connected on Instagram, I think, because we were like the only two editors talking about the psychology of editing on YouTube. So we had to know of each other. And then he was speaking at Vid Summit, I think two years ago, which is like a YouTuber conference. I just like walked in at the end. I, I didn't pay for a ticket. I didn't like... I just walked in the hotel lobby and he was there. I was like, Hayden, what's up, bro? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Here you are. Because my buddy who was 
who worked for a social media examiner, he's the same guy that told me to make a YouTube channel. I owe my entire life to, to Mitchell Dong. That's, that's who he is. He's awesome. But he said, hey, bro, you should come down and just network with like some of the YouTubers here. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I walked in and there he was. And he was actually, <laughs> it was crazy too. He was literally talking with Mr. Beast at the time, Jimmy Donaldson. And so I got to meet him too at the same time that I met Hayden. You're telling me you met Mr. Beast? Yeah, I have met Mr. Beast. I actually worked on a couple of videos with him. We went to North Carolina last year, Hayden and I together for a month and worked on some videos with him. Bro, just working with casually with the biggest YouTuber in the on the planet. I mean, no no big deal. Mr. Jimmy. I've been reading like, okay, one of my favorite books of the Bible is Romans, right? So it's Romans 1 through 16 chapters. And the fact that Paul, dude, I, this is so much uh, encouraging and inspiring for my creativity and, and how to tell stories. The fact that Paul is in here writing these, these letters and they're meant to be read by letters, but each chapter like has these arguments that make you go boom especially romans it's so deep and it makes me think of christopher nolan films bro like truthfully i think christopher nolan <laughs> has a gift that was given to him i don't even know if he's a believer but it's like a gift from god the fact that christopher nolan is telling these stories so what are your what are your inspirations bro tell me your inspirations so obviously the word of god inspires you to some level but like in a practical level when you think about what inspires you to create what fuels that i've been feeling the most inspired by nature recently and like kind of outside of even filmmaking or video, it's just go outside and be like, okay, wow, this bush is really pretty. You know, like that's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's Yo, awesome. that bush is stupid pretty, dude. <laughs> the leaves on that, like the way that they're designed, like it's just gorgeous. Like, come on. And I think lots of times we we kind of just skip over and we're like, oh yeah, it's, that's a bush. And we, we see that every day. But if you remember like, oh, the creator of the universe made this, here it is, it's a bush. For your enjoyment like look at it what does it look like it's crazy it's crazy detailed and intricate come on bro well bro i think that's a good place to wrap up fun lighthearted conversation i appreciate you coming on dude uh sharing your story becoming vocal about your faith um it's super encouraging to me i know a lot of people are gonna be blessed by this conversation so for real bro thank you for coming on the podcast it means a lot of course thank you bro thanks for taking the time if you need anything please let me know and thank you for encouraging me too i appreciate it